0: Seth Rollins slams tacky and lowbrow AEW Creative Plus As one AEW talent is let go due to budget cuts A released Smackdown star signs with All Elite Wrestling For Thursday, March the 31st, 2022 This is your Cultaholic Wrestling News And desperate. Nothing to do with Seth Rollins' suits. No, they're brilliant. No, more to do with Seth Rollins' views on certain aspects of AEW creative. So Seth was interviewed by Sports Illustrated this past week, and in the interview it was brought up that Seth Rollins name-dropped John Moxley, Dean Ambrose in his promo to build to his match with Roman Reigns. And Seth Rollins said that uh, it was uh, worthwhile to use that and there was no blowback from management for referencing somebody in AEW. It was the right thing to do. Goes on to reference how AEW will reference WWE. And he said, It's one of those things where... If it's very useful, it's fine. I didn't use the reference to Mox to talk down to somebody. I wasn't trying to diminish anyone's accomplishments. It wasn't like that. He is part of our story. Roman wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for Mox and I. The other side of that coin is the way that it can be used by those guys. They can do whatever they want. I find it very tacky and lowbrow, personally. I think it looks and reeks of desperation. I don't think it's anything on our television show that we need to go there and talk down about those guys. They are doing their thing and they are doing it very well. We're very happy for them. I am at least. Personally, are they on our level? No, they have a long way to go to catch us up. That's fine. And they know that they do things differently. From my perspective, it's a step down for us to use it as an insult. That's my perspective. People may not share that opinion. I think this is a conversation that's happened a lot amongst both sides of the the, the fan base with AEW referencing WWE so much, CM Punk cutting so many... Pipe bomb esque promos about WWE and whether or not it's a diminishing returns effect on that, whether they shouldn't be referencing them at all and should be carving their own legacy. Certainly there is an argument for that. Seth Rollins, after that, went on Twitter and just spent the night teasing who he was going to face at WrestleMania. His mystery opponent's identity uh, could be a number of people, but he was tweeting out gifts of Mustafa Ali, Scott Steiner, Rob Van Dam, John Cena, and Vince. Mahan. We know Veer is coming on April the 4th. Don't make him come too soon. Seth Rollins are there with some strong opinions on use of WWE as an insult in AEW. Now, It wasn't all WWE talent getting upset with AEW talent this week because John Cena was chatting to Forbes magazine and had lots of nice things to say about Max Caster. He said, he is extremely gifted. I remember hearing him for the first time and asking a good friend of mine to please pass his information on to me. I immediately checked out his raps out of the blue and I saw what he was doing and it was spectacular. I wish him all the best of luck. But I can't give him any advice because he's punching far above my weight class. He is very gifted. He's gifted enough to rhyme to the beat live, where I kind of did my stuff a cappella to let those punchlines sink in. Hip hop constantly evolves and it constantly moves forward, and he is the better version of what I did. He is really, really spectacular. As long as he keeps everything in realistic perspective, he shows great potential. A lot of love for John Cena towards Max Caster in AEW. He wasn't the only one heaping praise on AEW talent this week. Paul Heyman was on the MMA Hour with Ariel Helwani. And he had some nice things to say about MJF. He said to Ariel, I saw your show with MJF. I understand what he's doing. It's smart negotiating on his part at the moment. When asked if he's impressed with MJF, Heyman said uh, that he is because they're Jewish. He then went on to say, yeah, why wouldn't I be? He's very credible on the mic. Incredible is not a compliment. Incredible means he's not credible. He is credible. He's very good at what he does. He's very young and has a big future ahead of him. Now, it was asked, Heyman was asked whether or not he had crossed paths with MJF in his time. And he said they hadn't. And when asked whether he could see them aligning at some point, Paul Heyman said, we're a long way. Right now, he's in a very enviable spot in an upstart promotion that has tremendous financing and excellent distribution. Let's see what the future holds for him. I'm sure at some point in his life, we are going to bump into each other. A lot of people say that a WWE run for MJF is in the next five to 10 years. Maybe that is where they bump into one another. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. a highly decorated champion from around the world, really made her mark in the stardom promotion in Japan. Former SWA Women's Champion, World of Stardom Champion, the first competitor to win both Stardom Cinderella Tournament and five-star Grand Prix in the same year. And now she has arrived at AEW and she has a chance to win the inaugural Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. Tony Storm making her AEW debut last night and becoming the first person to qualify for the Owen Hart Tournament. Uh, In the women's division, Toni Storm surprising everybody with a debut, beating the Bunny with Storm Zero. Following the match, Storm said she was the first to qualify for that tournament, which begins in May. The finals will take place at Double or Nothing on May the 29th. Uh, it was shortly afterwards confirmed on social media that Tony Storm is indeed All Elite. She has signed with AEW. Another former WWE star could be on their way in as well. Because last night on Dynamite, we had video packages hyping up M- uh, Marina, Sh- Marina Shafia from NXT. Now, she's been doing some great stuff on AEW Dark. She's been a force of nature on Dark. And there was a video package put together uh, showing her dominance there. Uh, Suggesting that she could become a problem for the AEW Women's Division. Now, it's not been confirmed that she signed, but it's certainly leaning that way. And these debuts are great for the people involved. However, this these debuts come within a few hours of stories about Marco Stunt. Now, AEW now Five will confirm that AEW has let Marco Stunt go. I'll give you the quote from Fightful Select. After reporting recently that Marco Stunt's AEW contract is set to expire in May, Fightful Select can confirm that he will be leaving the company. We were told that last week Marco Stunt got the call from AEW Talent Relations in the form of Christopher Daniels and was informed that the company would not be renewing his contract. It was claimed that Daniels cited budget cuts and a large roster as the reason that the deal was not renewed. So we are seeing more of that churn from AEW. And I believe, personally, this might just be the beginning of that, where we will see some of the talent that was there near the beginning start to get moved along to make way for talent coming through now, because the roster size is certainly a conversation. And I guess that's how they're dealing with it here. Uh, what's This is a company that, that always was uh, very, very open about the fact they wanted to offer people jobs and work but i think they find themselves at a point where they've just got too many people on their roster and marco stud we wish him the best going forward in whatever he chooses to do on the Coldaholic youtube channel later on today ross jack and myself we go through one of the biggest questions around wrestlemania that being who should have ended the undertaker's streak We know how that went at WrestleMania 30, but we have a big chat about it a little later on. And you can have your say later on as well at youtube.com forward slash Cultaholic. I am on twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic from 1 p.m. today for a very special Cultaholic WrestleMania 2K22 spectacular. We have got quite the card. And you'll find out more... As the morning wears on twitch.tv slash Cultaholic from 1pm uh, today, Greenwich Mean Time. And on the Cultaholic podcast feed, today is a brand spanking new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. As Sam Driver and myself are watching every episode of Monday Nitro from beginning to its very bitter end. How did... The crowd in Charlotte, North Carolina, Flair Country, react to a showdown between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Certainly not the way that WCW wanted them to. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll break it all down a little later on on the Cultaholic podcast feed. Also, before I let you go, check out CultaholicShop.com because you can now recreate the Cultaholic Classic Nitro review in your own home because brand new Tom and Sam, Cultaholic Buddies, are now available. Plus, 38% off all Cultaholic merch at cultaholicshop.com. Get them while they're hot, I guess. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.